0: Good morning, everyone. Are you wide awake? Good. Because of my homily, you'll need to be wide awake for this. Now, My friends, last night, I, uh, my homily was uh, uh, centered on Isaiah and his message. This morning, I'm going to focus more on Joseph. Um, next year, on this very fourth Sunday of Advent, we will hear about Mary uh, and uh, her experience today we hear about joseph and his particular uh the way god spoke to him about something my friends our first reading though from Isaiah, isaiah is pointing to um a child that's going to be born and we're not quite sure if isaiah knew exactly who and when that child would i mean the true meaning of the child although the word is being used emmanuel with isaiah and I'm not even quite sure if Isaiah knew that eventually, because Isaiah would talk to us about the suffering servant, which would, and in Christianity would be Jesus. I'm not even sure if he connected those two, we're not sure. But um, St. Paul uh, also in this letter points to the, to the Messiah, to Jesus of Nazareth, that he is King and Lord and Savior. But he also points uh, to the fact that Jesus has two natures, and I'm going to get into that with, about Joseph. Uh, he points to the fact that uh, he's son of Mary and son of God, uh, meaning he's fully human and fully divine. And my friends, sometimes within our Christian art, and particularly in Roman Catholicism, uh, you will see an image that uh, some folks don't understand. We call it the Pentecrotter. It's Jesus, the teacher. Uh, we have the great icon, be. As you leave to your right, you'll see it. And Jesus is in this position. And it's a sign of blessing. Sometimes you'll see bishops and priests do the same thing. They'll use this symbol. Uh, When it's with Christ, it's pointing the two fingers. It's not him giving you peace. Peace. Peace out, folks. Although he may mean that. Uh, This is the two natures. Fully human. Fully divine. You'll see his thumb, uh, the iconist uh, paint his thumb over the other two fingers, forming a a trinity, the Holy Trinity. That's a sign for you. Folks, guess what? We're three. (laughs) Holy Trinity. So this explains quite a bit in the artwork. It's not just the artist thought, oh, that's kind of fun, let's do this. It had meaning to it. And in this letter where Paul is pointing to this idea, so my friends, uh, uh, Matthew uh, on the fourth Sunday of Advent, we hear about Joseph. And St. Joseph uh, is the spouse of Mary. He is the foster father, in our words, of Jesus. <clears throat> the promises made to King David, and King David reigned about a thousand years before Joseph and Jesus. The promises made to King David, alluded to in our first reading by Isaiah, directly concerns Joseph's identity as much as it does Jesus. In spite of being a humble carpenter, Joseph came from a royal lineage. Now, my friends, you'd think, oh, well, because he comes from a royal lineage, he must be living, he doesn't live in a council because King David hasn't reigned in over a thousand years. Joseph lives in a hut somewhere. But it doesn't change the fact that his ancestry is royal. An angel speaks to him in a dream and addresses him as son of David. The archangel acknowledges who he is. Son of David, you are from the king. In the New Testament, the only other person to whom this title is referred to is Jesus himself. So in spite of not being the biological father of Jesus, Joseph passes on to Jesus the ancestry, essential to the prophecy, the messianic promise. We are the anointed one in David's line who comes to save the Jews at the end of time. The angel announces to Joseph that Jesus' claim, and he will make this claim, Jesus, to be the Messiah must be through him because of his Davidic line, You also must know, and I'll give you full disclosure about this, Mary also has ancestry from David in a different way. So no matter how we look at it, no matter how you approach it, no matter whether you're Protestant or Roman Catholic, you will not be able to escape this fact regarding Jesus' ancestry. Whether some folks don't see Mary, but it does. Mary is, her lineage is, is traced back also. But what will be important is Joseph is the male, so this becomes important uh, in their time. Joseph then will transmit, if you will, the hereditary line to the son of Mary of Nazareth. It did not matter biologically speaking because in that time all that was necessary by the law of the time was that the father claimed to be the father and Joseph claimed to be Father. My friends, something else that is of great importance was that God gave to Joseph guardianship over his only son. And when we love Mary, and she's the queen of heaven, and she is, and she had great things, Joseph also had great things to do. Joseph is given guardianship on earth over the Son of God. And that came with great responsibility to teach Jesus all that a father would teach his son. Joseph passed on the knowledge and skills which made up the carpentry trade. So for over 20 years, Jesus learned and made a living with his father as a carpenter. And Jesus learned probably much more. And this is hard for us to understand because it's the Son of God but he would learn much more from Joseph because that was his father. My friends, you know, Father Mark's imagination. I just imagine them, Joseph and Jesus making something, and Joseph cracks something. Oh, darn it, I broke it. And Jesus, whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> and Joseph saying, Son, what I tell you about that? <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> but my friends... It's good for her. That's my imagination. That comes as a gift of God, and I go with it. But he learned so much from his father on earth, Joseph. St. Joseph was called by God to serve the person and mission of Jesus, the Messiah, directly through the exercise of fatherhood. So to all the men who are fathers, your role is crucial and absolutely important in the lives of your children because that fatherhood comes from God himself and it is a sacred, sacred mission. And this is why the church in our liturgies teaches about Joseph. He cooperated in the fullness of time in the great mystery of salvation history and is truly then also a minister of salvation My friends, about Joseph. I do not believe that he could believe that Mary would be unfaithful to him. But then the physical evidence indicated otherwise. expose Mary would cause shame to her and to her family, and likewise, should it be discovered that Joseph was not the father and that they had relations before um, they lived together, would have brought disgrace and shame to his family. And I assume that Joseph prayed and agonized and searched for an answer And we are told he decided he would silently divorce her in another town to try and avoid any scandal and shame. Perhaps he had reached his limit, as we say, and that's why he said, I will move to another town with her and divorce her. And it is then that God makes clear through an archangel that he should not be afraid that he should take Mary as his wife into his home and raise the child and call the child by the name the angel has directed him to do. And to do all of this required trust and faith in God for he had to accept these things on faith. Can you imagine in the dream what the angel is saying? I can't even I, I ponder what was Joseph thinking. He gave the child a name the archangel told him to. Joseph would not only be foster father, but he would be serving as custodian over Jesus physically. But Joseph would be the custodian, like Mary, not only of the child, but of the mystery of Jesus' incarnation and the work of the Holy Spirit. We never think about this, that Joseph had to hold that secret too because he knew it. And what did that mean for him to understand it? We know a lot about Mary, but what did it mean for Joseph to understand this? My friends, um, so on this day, in this homily, I remember Joseph, foster father of the Son of God, of our Savior and Lord Jesus. He is the universal patron of Mother Church also. His feast day is celebrated on March 19th when we give props to Joseph. friends. With Mary, it is said, Mary was full of grace. That's what we'll read. The angel's greeting in person. The angel in person comes to her, hail, full of grace. Of Joseph, it is said, he was a righteous man. You just heard it. See what's going on. Righteous has different meanings in how it is used in their time. Righteous means that he did good, but also righteous A righteous man means someone who is in the right relationship with God. Holiness. The character of Joseph. He was filled with faith. He was holy. My friends, I look at Mary got an archangel. Joseph, it was a dream that an angel speaks to him. They're different from each other. And I wonder, what is this about? Why this way? And the only thing that makes sense to me is that God speaks to each in a way uh, that each understands best. But in both cases, faith without religious experience can sustain itself but a religious experience without faith will never last. It was true then, and it is true now. Many, many people go in search of religious experiences, go to holy places. They come back, and they're kind of excited, but then later on it fizzles away because the faith isn't there. God speaks always, sometimes through husbands, to their wives. Sometimes husbands listen, sometimes through your wives. Sometimes they speak through their children. That's needed. Right, Austin? With me, I'm assuming God uses my imagination because it's so wild and out of control most of the time. And you guys reap the benefits of it (laughs) i used to call it movies but i've come to understand they're not movies it's just the way god chooses because that's what works best for mark to understand but he does it for you this is not about me this is about you you're here so i assume you have that faith so when you have those religious experiences and you do you just have to be open to it and understand it. A lot of people, they want the burning bush or they want the archangel. I guarantee you, you do not want an archangel visiting you in your home. <laughs> I am sure when the archangel, one of the reasons why I told Mary, don't be afraid, is because the archangel is scary looking. <laughs> they're not like Hallmark cards where they're sweet little babies with wings, they are not that they can be very frightening, I suspect. So you don't, you don't want the ark. And if he's coming, he's either delivering a message that you got to do something, or you did something really bad, <laughs> and he's warning you. So, but my friends, the rescue project is coming in January, and your priest, I'm telling you as your pastor, this will change how you vision and see things. The rescue project will help you to experience. I believe you have faith. You're already sitting here. So you will open your hearts to it. I believe this will help you to experience. And for me, this is very important because And last night, uh, the folks were a little bit, I could see their faces. I gave them Isaiah because they can handle milk but not meat. You guys can handle <laughs> the meat and the milk. That's why you got the Joseph homily. But if you want to hear that, it's, it's recorded. You'll be able to hear it starting on Monday about Isaiah. Um, this is what they were surprised to hear. There was no Bible in Jesus' time. You guys understand this, don't you? The The Bible wasn't constructed as we understand it until much, much later. As a matter of fact, the first recording that we believe is from Mark. And it's like 70 years after Jesus has risen from the dead. 70 years later, Mark's gospel is written. So they didn't have the Bible as we understand it. They had the Torah. They had the Old Testament. And do you remember what Jesus said? You have the scriptures and yet you do not understand. That's what he said to the Pharisees and the scribes. We have... The benefit of the scriptures, Old Testament and New. You do not understand, a lot of you, because you don't study it. This is what rescue will help you to do. But more importantly, it will help you to experience. So if the Bible didn't exist, what did the apostles do? The apostles spoke about their experience. They went and said, they didn't have, they couldn't go, Mark couldn't go to the Gospel of John. It says here in the Gospel of John, Mark says, when I was with Jesus walking, so they shared their experience. We, as Christians, as Roman Catholic Christians, need to do the same. We have the benefit of the scriptures, carry that with you, but share your experience. That's what people want. They want, and that's what the apostles did. They shared their experience of the Lord Jesus. And then from that point, Others did the same. Rescue Project will help you to experience the Lord Jesus. When you experience the Lord Jesus, you will be able to speak more coherently about it, but more in that, in your heart, it will be different. And this is what the project is about. But if you do not engage it, you will not benefit from it. So I'm hoping that you'll pray about it and you will engage in this. For yourselves, yes, but also... To go about building up the kingdom of God in the world, Amen. So I hope you'll pray about it. It's coming quickly. It's going to begin in January, January 5th here in the in the parish. Now, my friends, next weekend is Christmas weekend. Mass time on Saturday, 4 p.m. is the first mass. And if you don't like crowds, you do not want to come to that mass because. They will be everywhere, and by they, I mean the Christers. And I say that with love, Christers. Well, about Christers, the Christmas Easter people who only come for Christmas and Easter, the Christers. They will come, and how they are going to sit where you sit. And you are not allowed to say, get out of there, I sit there every Sunday morning. That is not polite, that is not charitable, and that is not what Jesus wants us to say. So they are coming, and we welcome them, and I love them like I love you. So we need to be charitable. And so Mass is at 4 on Saturday, 4 p.m. is the first one, 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Christmas Day, which is Sunday, we'll have 10 a.m. Mass. The liturgical color for Christmas is white, gold, and silver, not red and green. That's secular, and that's fine. Perhaps you might want to consider wearing white, and gold, and silver, sparkly. Sparkle, sparkle, sparkle. Wear your diamonds. We get security. Don't worry. No one's going to steal anything. <laughs> Wear your gold. Does it matter to Jesus? No. But I watch you all year round with your dog's shirt and your husky shirt and your <laughs> seahawks and your mariners you're flying all these colors why not do it for jesus on his birthday for his celebration bring out the gold and the silver and the white and we'll celebrate we'll celebrate his birthday and the great thing about his birthday on his birthday y'all get gifts all of you y'all get gifts right on his birthday you receive gifts and the greatest gift was eternal life.